0: Hello and welcome back to the podcast, or welcome to, this is the first fucking episode. So if you're, I'm welcoming you back, you're just not a good person because you didn't start at episode one. Um, I'm currently on the highway, just outside Toronto, and for some reason in shitty traffic. No idea why, checked at Google Maps before I left, because that's what I do, and still I'm left. traffic. You know, if the audio on this is shitty quality, guess what? I don't give a fuck, okay? I'm in my car, I'm not making millions of dollars, and I simply can't afford good technology to record my podcast except for my cellular device. So here's a bit of a problem that I have with the highway, because I don't really ever have good experiences here. And I don't know why, um, but I was currently back home for a week, um, off, well, I wasn't off school, it was still during school, but, you know, just back hanging with the fam, saying hello, and on my way back, I experienced one of the worst things that has ever happened to me in my car. I was driving in the middle lane, I'm someone who always takes in the middle lane because why not? Okay, I don't go in the fast lane, I stick in the middle lane, and I go 115, that's pretty standard, I don't have cruise control, so it's self-monitored 115, but I find that pretty okay for the standard of the highway, okay, but I guess not for this guy, because he's behind me, literally riding my ass, and I have no idea why, it's dark outside, so his lights are fucking burning my eyeballs, there's no one in the slow lane beside me, and no one in the fast lane. So you would think if I was irritating him with the speed of which I was driving my car, he would simply just go around me. That's why there's three lanes on the highway. But no, this fucker was right behind me for a good like 10 minutes. I guess we're trying to prove a point. And there was a couple of cars coming past and I don't like to change lanes on the highway, especially in the dark because I couldn't see anything other than the sky's fucking lights. So I'm pissed. I'm like, what the fuck do I do? I can't see someone's beside me because all I see is the heavens above level light in my mirrors. Every single one of my mirrors. Eventually, I'm just like, fuck it. I need to get into the slow lane. I don't care if somebody hits me. I'm just done with this guy. So I go into the slow lane. The fucker barely comes up, drives the same speed of my car, looks at me. Puts his window down And throws his cigarettes At my driver's side Window Like are you fucking Kidding me? Bro it's not like I'm in a goddamn tin box filled with Gasoline throw a fucking Lit cigarette at me thanks bud You're 45 years old Okay calm down And go around me I was not blocking All three lanes for you to get this angry To throw your cigarette at me It was like the fucking scariest moment of my life because I just get anxious and people are mad at me for no reason. I don't know. That's just mental illness for you. So I'm like anxious that this guy hates me and then he throws his fucking cigarette at me like I'm garbage. Bitch, I was so pissed. And when I'm pissed, just like every other bitch, I just started crying. So I'm crying on the highway for at least 30 minutes because this guy fucking abused me mentally. Like, what- how fucking pissed do you have to be to throw a cigarette at somebody on the highway? He had to slow his car down so it's the same speed as mine. Like, you got some anger issues, bud. You need to get that sorted out because I literally did nothing wrong and yet I'm being punished by this guy who probably has a wife and kids. So this is you fucking listening to this. I'm sorry for your wife and kids because honestly, I'm afraid you're throwing cigarettes at everybody. for no reason. it's ridiculous. okay So that was oh, what a week ago. still slightly traumatized. So when so when the series of events happening tonight seriously freaked me out because I'm driving again on the highway again, middle lane. That's my lane. Again, 115 to 120 depending on what the situation is going. There's a few bends, a few. So I'm trying to drive defensively. That's just kind of my style. And again, there's a fucker in a black truck riding my ass for no reason. There is nobody to my right. There is nobody to my left. The reason he needed to be three inches from my back bumper, still, I don't understand. So I'm starting to freak out like, oh no, this is gonna happen again this is going to fucking happen again, and I'm going to be traumatized again, and I'm never going to want to drive on the highway, so I'm going into a bit of a mild panic, and I'm like, you need to down, Sydney, I could kind of see a bit better tonight, there was a bit more lights on the highway, so I change lanes into the slower lane, and he flies by me, no altercation from there, thank God, but I'm just really wondering why people take highway driving so seriously, right? You could be behind me or you can get in front of me and I bet you a million dollars were gonna end in your location within 10 minutes. No big deal. But people have this timer, this tick 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 timer in their lives where they have to be at specific locations at a specific time or they lose their mind. Okay? Hey bud, let me give you a bit of a hint. If you're driving on the highway and your GPS says an hour and a half, give yourself an extra 10 minutes you don't know what's gonna happen plan ahead leave a little bit earlier because that's just time management and bada bing bada boom if you find yourself in a little bit of traffic no worries because you planned ahead but clearly nobody in the modern day knows how to plan ahead so instead they are just traumatizing teenagers on the highway now i wouldn't consider myself a teenager i am 18 almost 19 but i'm still adult enough to be able to regulate my emo actually, I should not say that, because I just told you the story about me crying, but still, if I was following somebody who was doing the same technique as I was, or even going 110 in that middle lane, I would have no anger against this person, because you know what, they're just driving safe, they're just trying to get little Timmy home in time for soccer practice, okay, no big deal. Safety is the number one thing. That's exactly what they taught me in driver's ed. I had a horrible experience in driver's ed that I would love to tell. I'm going to tell right now. Because I can talk about anything I ever fucking wanted. Maybe no one will listen. Maybe someone will listen. Here's the story. Driver's ed, okay? I was terrified to drive. Probably because my first experience driving in my hometown was on the busiest street we could possibly have in my hometown. It wasn't super busy, but for those of you who live in Peterborough, I was on Landside Street, and my mother, God bless her, is the worst person to drive with if you are, like, practicing driving, because I get in the car, I never step foot in a car, and I just have to ask, which one's the gas, which one is the brake, Kelly, okay, which one is it, because honestly, I'm not a mind reader, and how the fuck would I know how a car operates if I had yet to operate one? So I'm trying to ask you a couple of questions. I think I've gathered enough information to turn the car on. So I turn the car on, pull out of my street. It's a little bit shaky. You know, getting a feel for the gas, getting a feel for the brake. Maybe we had a little bit of a slip up. Maybe it was a bit of a uh-uh on the brake. And we had a little bit of a mm. But you know what? First time driving, we learn to forgive. Okay? Now I get to stop, sorry. Stop. And then I'm like, fuck. Don't know how to operate a turning signal, right? Another red flag why I should not be behind the wheel heading towards a busy street. But Kelly's trying to explain to me, and it's kind of in a bit of a yell situation, and my older sister is in the backseat for the sole fucking purpose of this. When she was doing her driver's ed, And I was 14 years old, she was 16, the first time she had driven a car, it was with my dad, but we were in the car, and me and my younger sister were in the back, absolutely roasting her to pieces, okay? that's what siblings do, we're roasting her to pieces, like, Ali. oh my fucking God, you know, we're overreacting, throwing ourselves, you know, at the seats when she, like, puts on the brake, because that's just a little bit of hazing, that's just sister love right there, so she had this in the back of her mind for two, three years, that she was gonna do the exact same thing to me, okay, she holds a fucking grudge, boys. so she's in the back seat, my mom's in the passenger seat, I'm already starting to freak out, because I don't remember the, chimes, the turn signal get to my first intersection, it's okay, pretty smooth, getting the hang of it, okay? And now I get to the point where I have to change lanes. Changing lanes is an advanced technique, in my opinion. It's not something we should be doing right out of the gates. So my mom's yelling me to change lanes like I would have a fucking clue what that means, or the steps, the procedures. Because the one pet peeve I had about driver's ed in class was it was like 10 hours of bullshit. It was, like, the worst... Fo- oh, my God, I thought someone talked to me. It was, like, so boring. This is the opportunity that they have to, like, teach you how to, like, work a car. But that's not what they teach you. They teach you, like, the rules of the road. Which I think in drivers that in, in class, they should at least teach you the basics of a car. I know every car is different, but the basics. And the basic techniques you would need to change lanes. Blah, 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 blah Okay? So we get to this big intersection, and there's an advanced screen, and I'm freaking the fuck out. I don't know what to do. My mom starts yelling. Allie's in the back. She takes it upon herself to start yelling at me. All three of us are yelling at each other. I'm in tears, like, full-on bawling my eyes out. Like, I have no fucking idea what I'm doing. I'm in the middle of an intersection, three lanes by three lanes. I'm crying. I'm like, Mom, I don't know what to do. And she's, like, trying to grab the wheel and get me, and I'm freaking the fuck out. I get on the street pull into a and because we were dropping my sister off at work, and I fucking get into the parking lot, and then I'm gonna park this fucking car. I'm like, oh great, that's another advanced step we weren't ready for. So fucking pull into it, mistake the brake for the gas for a moment, and oh, we hit the curb. Just a little, a little love tap, but still. The most worst part about this situation is that about two months previous at that a somebody ran their car into the exact- into the building at the exact same parking spot that I was at. So I had a flash of my life before my eyes that I was literally going to crash into the building of A&W just as they had finished repairing the last person who fucking did that. Okay. So I was done. I fucking put the car, but slammed the car in park, got the fuck out. I was falling my eyes out, got in the backseat, like, Ali, I fucking hate you. And she was all defensive being like, well, like, you know, you did this to me. And I was like, you know what? It's kind of embarrassing that you're fucking 19 years old in the back of the car yelling at your youthful sister. I was so pissed. I was pissed at my mom because she was, like, literally the worst. She's, like, one of those people who just, like, you know, you're, like, the stop signs about... 10 feet ahead, and she's like, whoa, 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 and I'm like, Kelly, my foot's on the brake, okay, there's no need to stop five feet in front of the stop sign, the line of the stop sign is where we're stopping, okay, so that was that experience, after that, I completely refused to get behind the wheel of a car, not with my mother, definitely not with Kelly, so my second time getting behind the wheel was a mere months later with my driving instructor for my in class driver's ed. Okay? This woman picks me up and instantly I'm upset. Okay? I can't handle people because I get in the car and she doesn't look what, she doesn't even know what the fuck she's doing. She informs me that I'm her second client. Okay? That's not what you tell somebody. That's not what you tell. You don't go into a doctor's office, and the doctor's like, "Well, it's the first time me given a needle. That's not gonna calm anybody down. Clearly, we're in high alerts." And this woman tells me this is her only second time doing this, and the first time was an hour ago with the last person. So I'm like, fuck's sakes!" I'm like, "I paid good money for this driver's ad and you're gonna put someone who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing in my passenger seat." Anyway, she's like, "You know what? Let me drive. We're gonna go to the parking lot." I'm like, "Okay." So we go to the parking lot. And she's like, don't worry, we're not going to go on the roads this this lesson. I'm like, thank the Lord. She's like, we're just going to go into a parking lot and we're just going to practice turning. That I can fucking do, okay? 30 minutes into the lesson, although she's a bit chit-chatty, she's giving me some good praise and I'm kind of vibing with this woman, you know? The, fe- the fear had kind of subsided when I found out she wasn't going to be directing me through the roads of Peterborough so we're chilling, we're in the parking lot, I'm just making turns in this parking lot, I felt invincible, I'm like, great, she's like, great, our lesson's over, she drives me home, I'm like, Carol, you know what, this was just the best, right, okay, she's like, you know what, let's book this day, I'm like, fabulous, that's in a couple, that's in a week or so, I'm like, I can do that, oh, look, ta-da, we're in standstill traffic right outside of Toronto, how awesome is this, sorry, I gotta sip my coffee, in. At 6.30 at night. And, anyways. So, we book a lesson for a week. I'm like, perfect. Thank you. Three days later, I get a call. From the driving instructor place. They're like, listen. Carol quits. <laughs> so, my driving teacher has quit. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. It's shitty because, first of all, one, they're putting me with this random guy. And they have to move my appointment like, forward a couple of weeks, so now I'm, like, great, now I'm gonna, it's gonna take me forever to get all these driving lessons done, I just do 14 of them, and, like, it's gonna be a month between the first and the second one, great, can't wait to get my driver's test done when I'm 65, secondly, because I just don't do all well with interacting with new people, okay, I was nervous about Carol, Carol and I bonded, she's a woman, okay, she knows not to yell at other women behind the wheel, she's seen chill. She did take a smoke break mid-lesson. I won't hold it against her. I get it. It was a bit unprofessional, but, again, wasn't reviewing her. It was just the first lesson. So they're like, we got a new driving instructor, and his name is Mike. Instantly don't like it, okay? No offense to anyone named Mike. As soon as I hear the word Mike, I think 50, okay? No one no one nowadays is naming their kid Mike unless you live in the country, okay? So unless there's this hillbilly coming to pick you up for my driver's lessons... I have a 50-year-old man who probably doesn't give a shit. This is probably his job that he's been doing for years and doesn't fucking care, just wants the check, which I get, okay? Not his dream job. Who the fuck dreams of labor? No one, okay? So I'm like, great. A month goes by. I completely, like, let it out of my brain. I'm like, Cindy, you're not going to worry about your driving lesson. A month goes by Mike, okay? Mike pulls in the driveway. He actually drives by my house, then back by it, calls me, give him the directions, driving to my house. I live on a suburb street, okay? It goes one, two, three, four. And he couldn't figure it out. First of all, red flag. Can't navigate my street, can't navigate the roads. I'm done. You're my driving instructor. Least you can fucking do is follow directions to my house. So he pulls into my driveway, I get out, and then he tells me to get behind the wheel. I'm like, listen Mike, this is my first time behind the wheel. Okay, Carol didn't maybe go behind the wheel on the real roads. I'm a little bit nervous. He's like basically in so many words, get over it, get behind the wheel like, greats. He's driving some sort of oh, I had to take a guess, Chevy. Okay. He's good five foot two, disgusting height for men, no offense. So I'm getting in the car instantly. I'm six feet tall. My feet are in the steering wheel. I'm like, Mike, how do we rearrange this seat? Okay. He puts the seat back a couple inches. So, first of all, this entire driving lesson, this 45-minute driving lesson, I know I'm gonna be so uncomfortable because this is the smallest car that I've ever been in and I can't even stretch out my leg. Oopsies. Oh, oh sorry. Almost hit somebody. Haha. <laughs> Just kidding, mom. Um, so I'm like, okay, hey, Mike, here we go. A couple deep breaths. Put the hair back. Here we go. We get on the road. It's dark, which I don't think that your first lesson should be in the dark. What they taught us in driver's ed was like night myopia. Is that, I don't even know if that's right. I don't, I don't do science, but that's like when people have trouble seeing in the dark. So I have not a rational fear that i have night myopia even though i've never experienced any symptoms in the past 16 years of my life instantly i'm worried i'm like i have night myopia we're gonna crash the car we're gonna die today i'm gonna kill mike and you know surprisingly mike was actually like oh sorry i hate in semi change lanes he was actually a pretty decently young man maybe in his 20s so we're chilling me and mike two peas in a goddamn pod he's pretty nice driving listen for surveillance goes by you know what I was pretty good. I don't want to break. But with Carol's foundations, I'm zooming down the streets. We're only going down side streets, just practicing our turning. It was lovely. No intersections of my kind of driving. If I could take this, you know, the side streets to every location, I'd be happy. But then here comes the end of the lesson where he tells me it's going to be about a month until we get my next lesson in. I'm like, Mike, buddy, again, I, by 14 lessons, if we keep this up, I'm not getting my driver's lesson license for like a year this is I, I've pissed the fuck off I'm not gonna tell you where I got my driver's side done because that would just be disrespectful to the company because no offense to that company they were good they were very accommodating but they were at a point in the business cycle where they had lost all of their employees and then replacing them and that's why there were so many new people so I won't hold it against them I'm sure I'm sure people had good experience with them anyways I'm like great Mike Month and a half go by, Mike picks me up. This time Mike picks me up at school because I was he picked my lesson was right after school. So it was a bit embarrassing. Leaving my um you know high school with the driver's ed guy. Everyone knows because it's on my fucking and like a, I think I was in grade 11, but like everyone else my age could drive because I waited a long time to get my G1. It was kind of embarrassing. No big deal. It wasn't like cool or anything, but felt felt the pain of it. And then And then things with Mike started to go downhill. Mike started talking about his... His life. Not that I don't care, but I fucking don't, okay? You're my driver's instructor. Let's talk about the weather and your favorite movies. Let's not talk about your bitchy ex-girlfriend. But that is exactly what Mike talked about, okay? I felt so uncomfortable. I'm like, Mike, I am not your therapist. You're supposed to be helping me. And he would get so distracted in his, like, conversations that, like, literally... he he was like forgot to tell me to turn. He's like, Why did you turn? I'm like, Mike, he didn't tell me. He kept talking about your bitch of an ex-girlfriend. How fucking fucked up is this? I'm I would say I'm a if I'm if you want to talk about your relationship issues, I might be your girl. Don't know why. Never been in a relationship. Don't want to, but I give hella good advice. Not to Mike. So Mike's talking about his personal life. I just felt like me and Mike were getting a bit too close to for my liking. So I'm like I called the driver's person. I'm like, listen, I don't think me and Mike are getting along. I'm feeling like we're breaching this sort of professional client situation. Get me the fuck out of here, Mike. I I can't be with this guy. And he's also terrible at appointments. So, like, no problem. We'll give you a new driving instructor. And I was like, you know what? This time I'm going to ask for a request. Now, what you guys don't know about this is the reason that I took this driver's ed program is because one of the main guys that worked there happened to be in relations with my mother, okay? Now, that's a whole another story. But this guy, what, they weren't dating, but they were in relations. And while they were in relations, it was kind of getting to the end, and, uh, you know, he kept um, explaining how good this place was compared to other things. And so we could basically convince my mom to make me do this program, like, because usually people would do it for the school, but, you know, anyways. So I'm like, listen, we're going to have to call in the big guns, okay? Now, I, I shouldn't say his name, and at the moment, I'm completely forgetting. Oh, remembered his name. Let's just call him Gary, okay? So I'm like, listen, I know this is a strange request, but can I please have Gary? I just feel like he would make more time for me. Although it's going to be awkward as hell because, again, dating my mother. But you know what? It's fine. I would like him as her driving instructor. The guy's like, no problem. We'll get you in. I'm like, great. Book my first appointment. Talk to my mom. They're done. They have ended their relations. I'm like, great. This is going to be even more awkward because my mom just broke up with him. And now he's my driving instructor for like literally eight more lessons. I'm like, oh, God, this could not be worse. It ended up being fine. It was really awkward, because, like, I sort of knew him, and, like, he had been at my house, and he just kept asking me about my mother, and, like, you know, like, Kelly's a catch, okay? Don't want to brag about my mom, but Gary wasn't it for her. Kelly deserved her better than Gary. He really just was not it for her. Got through my lessons, and then one horrible day came by, which basically almost ruined my relationship with my mother, where... It was snowing. Now, here's what you need to know about me. I hate driving when it's snowing. Okay? Who the fuck likes it but me? No. I really haven't driven in the snow. But the thought that I had to get in the car and do something as driving that I already dislike and find difficult, and then here they'll be like, hey, guess what? You're gonna do it, but we're gonna put some obstacles, and that obstacle is called two inches of snow. So I wake up. I look out the window. It's snowing. I'm like, "Fuck, I'm not doing my driving lesson today. I can't do it. I cannot. It's not safe." I look out the window. It is snowing. I can barely see a foot out my window. I'm like, "This is not safe. I cannot drive during this." I'm calling my driving instructor. So I call my driving instructor. Cancel my lesson. I'm like, listen, I don't fucking care. Cause there's like a cancellation fee. I don't fucking care if you can If you charge me a thousand dollars, I unfortunately cannot drive today. My anxiety is on high and I will literally lose my mind and cry behind the wheel the entire time. And I don't think that's an experience we want to have together, Gary. So he cancels it. But that's not all Gary texts my mom being like, uh, so you just canceled her driving lesson because of the weather. I think it's fine. Fuck you, Gary. You don't know it's fucking fine for me. Hey, guess what? My decision. So stomp, stomp, stomp. I hear my mother like fucking walking up the stairs. I'm like, oh, here we go. She burst into my room. She's like, you're not canceling your lesson. You're going. Gary texted me, you're going. I'm like, no, I'm not. Mom. I, I simply cannot drive in this weather. I've already convinced myself that I'm not going. That's a great thing about anxiety is you're so stressed about something. And then once you convince yourself that you don't have to do it, there's no going back. No going back. Literally, it's impossible for me to wrap my brain around already not doing something that I didn't want to do, confirming that I'm not doing it, turning right around and fucking doing it. Like, no, I honestly, there's literally nothing worse. So I'm getting heated already. Tears are already flowing. As you guys know, when I get mad, the tears flow. I'm nervous. Tears are flowing. I'm bawling my eyes out, screaming at my mother. You don't know anything about me, brother. Like, I cannot drive in this weather. Like, it's my decision. I'll pay the cancellation fee if there's a fucking cancellation fee. But I bet you, Gary ain't gonna fucking charge us, okay? Because Gary likes us. And I'm not getting behind the wheel of this fucking car when it's literally a snowstorm outside. There was not a snowstorm, necessarily. It might have been a bit of an exaggeration, but that doesn't fucking matter. I was pissed. I was like, Mom, I'm not going. She's like, you're going. I'm like, I'm not. She's like, you're going. I'm like, uh, Kelly. Hey, Kelly. I'm fucking not. Get the fuck out of my room. That's, oh, my God. Someone just changed lanes real quick. Anyways, sorry, guys. Oh, this guy. Come on in. Oh, people are so nice on the highway. So I get up, slam the door in my mother's face. Looking back, not the best decision. So an hour goes by of me crying in my room, uh, messaging uh, my father. Maybe my father, but my friend's telling them how much how much my mother hates me how much she's wanting me to force me to do things I don't want to do. An hour later, there's a fucking knock on the door, people. I'm like, oh, I look out, it's Gary. I'm like, who? I'm about to get up and go punch my mother in the face. Okay, five minutes later, I knock on my door. Thankfully, it's not Gary, it's my mother being like, Gary's here, and if you still want to do your driving lesson, he says it's fine. I'm like, mom, I actually can't Fucking look at you. Like I don't think she really the the thing the problem that me and my mother have is she doesn't really understand how, you know, somebody's brain who has bad anxiety works. So her coming in here when I'd already canceled the lesson on my own behalf. She had tried to convince me to go back and then she invited Gary to come over. I was like I don't think I I would not be surprised if my like There was blood coming out of my ears because I was so angry. I literally was like, I, like, need you to leave, Mom, because I legitimately am going to lose my mind. So she goes downstairs, and Gary doesn't leave. Gary stays for the whole 45-minute lesson in my kitchen. So I'm stuck upstairs. Then Gary leaves, and my mother comes to talk to me. She's, like, sitting here overreacting. And I'm like, Mom, listen. Listen what you just pulled, the stunt you just pulled is beyond okay. It is something that I'll never get over. I can't even look at you. I, I'm going to leave. Okay. And I don't know if this is a time in my life where I had called my dad to come pick me up because that's the great thing about divorced parents is that like one pisses you off, you get in the car and you go to the other ones. That's a skill that I've mastered very early on. So I could have went to my dad's house and, you know, sulked there for a for a couple of hours or a night and come back. So, this first, like, end of the story, we get over it at some point. Uh, you know, Gary and I were pals, we're two peas in a pod again. Life is merry. He takes me to my driver's test. I get a 98, boys. Like, come on, 98. She's soaring. Got behind the wheel, never looked back. So, basically, that is the story of my driving nothing in my life is ever simple. Everything that I've, oh, I'm gonna cough. No, no corona. (coughs) I don't have corona. I literally just got, I'll tell you about my test experience. I just got tested for coronavirus because I'm in really good. I go to school in London and, like, the rules are really strict in London because it's kind of a bigger city and they're in, in tier two lockdown. So, I've been in Chilling with my roommate. We really haven't done anything or gone out. We've been really respectful of other people's lives. I can't say the same about some of you. Let me just, and maybe you need to hear this, but hey, kid, if you during this pandemic are going out to parties with a bunch of different people and not giving a fuck, that is so messed up to think that your life is more important than everyone else's and you're just going to go on, to someone's house so you can get shit-faced and then potentially infect everybody in your family and murder people hey guess what bit of a dick move okay so if you're listening to this and it's oh my god calm if you're listening to this and it is still during the pandemic calm the fuck down okay this is gonna be like two years of your life where you can't go out and get shit-faced with everybody you know Okay? Have a couple of friends. Have some fun. But let's not risk lives for a good time. Because if we play our cards right right now, boys, we could be living a long time. Okay? Especially with you fuckers vaping. You think you're going to vape your entire fucking high school life, get coronavirus, and be fine? Hey, newsflash, you're fucked. Your lungs are fucked, and you're fucked. Okay? So watch your back, because Corona's coming. Anyways. So I come home and my sister having some couple friends over, a couple who I know. It's like, yeah, I'll say hi. Said hi. You know, had a great night. Wake up the next morning, sore throats. Dun dun dun. Okay, now I know we're living in a society right now where it's flu season, everyone's a season, cuffing season, nope. Blue season. So, we're living in a time right now where other viruses and illnesses and colds still are happening, but still, whenever you get like a symptom of coronavirus, it's just like a ding ding in your head that you have it. So, I'm like, fuck. I was like, shit, 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 shit. I'm freaking out. My throat is so sore, I can barely swallow anything. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to sleep. I literally slept for like 24 hours. I, I don't know what. I was so exhausted. My throat hurt so bad. On the second day, I was supposed to head back to London on that day, but I was like, I can't go back to London without getting a coronavirus test because that would just be irresponsible. Like, I don't want to go back to my roommate and, like, give her and the entire residence building coronavirus. So I, um, you know, go get a test. And can I tell you guys, it was such interesting experience because the test itself, horrible, customer service was 10 out of 10, okay? I can't imagine doing like COVID tests all day would be a fun thing to do. It's kind of dangerous and kind of repetitive, so I can understand how the workers would be not having a good time, and I was there in like the last 15 minutes that the clinic was open to get tested, so I was not expecting a happy environment for me to enter in. Oh my god, you know what, I am just driving 100. I could probably go a little faster. If you're a cop, don't pull me over. If you're listening, I'm driving the speed limit. Anyways, so I go in there. I'm five minutes early. A cop can go to my car, and I, it's listen. It's a bad time to be a cop. Now and in the next 45 years until they reform the system, because you know what? Every time you see a cop, I'm a fucking white girl and have loads of fucking privilege but, like, it's still, you know, when a cop comes up to your car, it's not a delightful experience, little did I know that there was, like, volunteer cops running the clinic, but still, anyways, cop comes and knocks on my door, put my mask on, open it, and he's like, he was so delightful, he was literally the nicest I ever and he's like, hello, are you here to get a coronavirus test set? I'm like, yes sir, I am, and he was like, great, he's like, when's your appointment, and I pulled up my email with the confirmation, and I'm like, this is my appointment, sir, and he was like, oh, that is so great, you know what, you're 10 minutes early, but we're actually ahead of schedule, so why don't you head in there, I'm like, oh, this is so nice, first of all, I show up, and I get in early, I'm like, oh my god, what a merry day, so I go in, it's hosted at some sort of arena, so I go in there, meet with this girl, she's like, may I see your confirmation email, I'm like, yes, you can, like for sure, go to one. I walk in, there's absolutely nobody there. So I'm like, great. I go over to the first guy in the first seat, and this guy, I mean, ladies, I don't know if he was single, but he was cute and he was respectful, and I could tell that through his mask. He was the nicest man. He's like, relax, take a seat. He's like, he had a coronavirus test done. I'm like, absolutely not. I'm shitting my pants. I'm so nervous. Like, you're about to stick a stick up to my brain. Like, you can see how I'm not loving this. He was like, no problem. Let me get a little scan, scan of your driver's license. Let me get a little scan, scan of your health card. I was like, perfect. He was like, here's your form. You're going to need it, you know, to to get your results. I'm like, thank you so much. He was like, okay, just take a deep breath, and I'm just going to stick this eight-inch stick up your nose. I'm like, no problem. I do it. It was the worst five seconds of my life because for some reason, this is a good, I'm going to give you guys some good details. But you're not having a good time, I'm sorry. But the stick is like a, like a, um, oh my god, my brain, it's broken, it wasn't a stick, but it was, like, a, a stick, it was a it wasn't a stick, but it was a stick, plastic stick with a little, uh, you know, fluffy thing at the end to, you know, get the test, so it was genuinely, like, a very long, and when he was coming at me with this, I was like, oh my god, and he puts it, like, directly in at, you know, at a 90, like, a 90 degree angle up my nose, and I'm like, what the fuck, it was the weirdest feeling, because I felt like he was actually went straight back into, like, like, my jaw, like, that's the direction he was going, but it somehow went up and tickled my brain, I've never felt anything like that, it was like, I was like, oh, like, I, like, oh, it was so fucking weird, And he was, like, counting out loud to five. I'm, like, that's very nice. Thank you, sir. Pulled it out. Bada-bing. I was done. Hands me my form. I'm out the door in three minutes, people. That is service if I've ever seen it myself. Okay? I have a 10 out of 10 recommend. Well, wouldn't recommend. Like, that's the kind of... I'm the kind of person who, like, if I go to a restaurant and the server's nice, even if the food's so fucking shitty, I'm still gonna gonna leave with a smile on my face and with a 20% tip in that girl's pocket because at the the name of the game is customer service people okay I've worked in a a fast food restaurant and sometimes you know in the kitchen it gets a little stressful I would be lying to you oh my god oh I thought I was gonna witness an accident guys I'm so sorry this is just gonna be an hour-long podcast of me halfway through a story and then screaming because it looks like someone's gonna crash That's what I'm saying. I would be lying if I told you that probably thousands of burgers that I made were to a perfection level every time. You know what happens? Things happen in a kitchen, you run out of shit, you're on a timer, there's people yelling. So I'm not expecting 10 out of 10 food every time I sit down to a restaurant. That's just bad probability. You're going in there with high expectations of the food every time. You're just being unrealistic, people. Coffee time. Yum. So uh, I'm like, uh, customer service. Honestly, serving is a hard job. Never done it, but I can imagine. And people are such assholes. Like they have the inability to understand that they are not the only person in the restaurant. The restaurant will be full, and there's gonna be one fucker who's like, "Can I talk to your manager? Because like we've been waiting like 30 minutes." Hey, bud, can't cook a chicken parm in three minutes. Would you like me to serve it raw? I know you asked for your steak medium rare, but I'm going to serve a live cow on your plate if you don't shut the fuck up, okay? Honestly, don't go to a sit-down restaurant and expect to be in and out the door in 20 minutes. No, that's an at least an hour-long duration. That's just what you should be expecting when you walk into a restaurant. But, like, in the fast food industry, people get so fucking pissed. We have no understanding that, like, yes, it's fast food, and I'm trying to get your order out to you as soon as possible, but I cannot make your six burgers and six orders of fries in under 30 seconds. Okay? I'm good, but I'm not that good. That is something I don't fucking miss about the fast food industry. Holy shit, people get pissed so quickly and then they love to exaggerate like there's this one girl we're like hey she ordered something that we didn't have and I was like girl it's gonna be like 5 minutes she's like uh yeah I guess because she thinks that I can magically cook her raw chicken patty to pure perfection in 2 minutes Hey bud, hot oil not that hot so um she's like we're like who oh, can we eat to pull ahead she's like why do I need to pull ahead past the window I'm like cause we have the person behind you's order ready she's like well why isn't mine ready and I was like because it's not. I, I, it's not that hard of a concept to understand that the food that you had is not ready. But the person behind you is ready. Because they ordered something that we had. with the magic word? Ready. Okay? She was not picking up what I was putting down. She's pissed. I'm like, can you please just pull forward? It'll be a couple of minutes. And I will swear I'll have your 3,000 calorie burger out to you in a moment's notice. She pulls forward two minutes go by and I just see her hot on her heels strutting into the restaurant. I'm like, oh, here we go. She's like, I have been waiting 10 minutes for my order. I'm like, no, you haven't. Here's your receipt. It says three minutes. I told you it would be five. She's like, uh, I want my money back. I'm like, do you really? Cause like your, I was like, your food will be ready in literally 30 seconds. She's like, no, I want my money back. I'm like, okay, cool, whatever. So I give her her money back, I'm like, here you go. By the time I do it, press her button to get her money back, her food's sitting in the shoe. But she's so fucking stupid. Walks out the restaurant, you know, with her money, even though she could have had her food in the same time. Like, fucking bitch. And people are like, you know, here's a little, here's a little hint for you guys eating fast food. The pictures on the menus, okay, are made by professional food photographers. Somebody spends like hours prepping this picture and most likely the ingredients aren't actually food, okay? Like, and the burger's like cold so it's not actually like, melting. Like, a lot of things go into taking a picture of this burger, okay? So the picture of the professional burger that was taken by a professional photographer is not going to look the same as your burger getting made in the kitchen by 14-year-old Timmy. Okay? That's to be an understanding that everybody has. You're going to a fast food restaurant where you're paying somebody minimum wage, the literal minimum amount of money you can pay somebody to work. Your food that you are going to get is going to be shitty because that is what fast food is okay some fucker is gonna be slapping ketchup and mustard on that bun throwing a mediocre warm patty onto your burger with cold cheese because they're not gonna take the time to melt it and with like lettuce that's been sitting on the counter for 45 minutes that is what you're gonna get i'm telling you that from where i've been in the inside of a kitchen okay But some people have this magical ability that they think that there's beautiful little fairies in a fast food kitchen 24-7 producing quality food that is ready for food magazines. So this fucking girl gets her burger, gets it, turns around, and she goes, this looks nothing like the picture. I wanted to say to her, like, yeah, I completely agree with that. But again, customer service voice is on. As most of you know this is my normal voice, this is my customer service voice, how can I help you, you know, it's a little bit more upbeat, you kind of need that, so I'm like, um, well, it's that if we make it with, like, you know, uh, in a particular way that we're taught how to make it, the burger still has a bun and ketchup, mustard, like, mayo, pickle, onion, lettuce, tomato, everything that you wanted on the burger is still on there, it's just not made picture perfect, and she's like, is this really the quality, and I just, I just wanted to say yes, like, you know what? Let me take that. Let me go. Let me take this burger out of your hands and go into the kitchen myself and make you an award-winning burger. And when I tell you guys I am talented with a spatula, I mean it. I went in there and literally made a piece of a teen burger. And this woman was blown out of her mind. She couldn't think I, she didn't think I could do it, but I did. And she was like, wow, that's great. I'm like, you know what? I felt like I'm on top of the moon, but it did take me like three minutes and you just don't have that time to do that for every burger otherwise your manager's yelling at you telling you to hurry the fuck up and it's usually when I was in the kitchen it was usually like me and like two other high school kids who like definitely don't want to be there that are probably high and literally want nothing more than to fucking take their apron off and get out of there So that's what's happening in every single fast food restaurant, so boy, I don't know what this woman was expecting, but even like, people are so particular, like don't go to a fast food restaurant and ask for 75 different alterations to your burger, okay? Like people will come in and they're like, hi, um, can I get a cheeseburger? Um, but I would like um, the cheese, can I get it? half melted. I just want the centers melted, but I want the corners still you know, cold and firm. I would like an extra slice of bacon. And could I have that bacon just crispy, but not too crisp? And I'd also like my sesame seed bun to have 52 and a half sesame seeds and to be toasted to a light golden brown. Like bitch. Come in the kitchen and fight me. If you think I'm going to make that burger like you just suggested, you can take your whole foot and shove it up your ass. Ain't nobody fucking making a burger that is to your standard. If you would like something that particular, go home to your kitchen where you have more space than I do in the kitchen at the fast food restaurant and whip you and your husband who's so close to divorcing you and your two kids who are malnourished a fucking burger. Okay? When you're ordering from a fast food restaurant, you're getting whatever the fuck I put in my hands and give to you. Wow. I really hope that I really don't one day lose my job that I have and have to go back to the fast food industry because the amount of shit that I've just talked is guaranteed I will never get a job again. Oh my god. Maybe I won't get a job, period. What if I go to, like, I, like, graduate college and, like, go to work for, like, Tesla and, like, Elon is like, um, so we found this podcast, and I'm like, fuck, I just lost my job at Tesla. Like, honestly? I get to the government, and Trudeau's like, listen, we found a podcast, I'm like, fuck. Oh, we're slowing down, we're slowing down, kids, hold on, hold on, we're good. Oh, well, you know what? Here's what I have to say. Free speech. Don't know what level we get for speech, because I haven't taken a look at whatever the fuck documents we have that... Our freedom, but what I do know is I can say whatever the fuck I want as long as it's not offensive. And I don't really think I've said anything too offensive, okay. I, d- I did say a little bit of harsh words, but it was just to the people who had that deserved it, okay. No offense, but you know, you get to an age for me, it was 14, for others, it's 75, when you realize the world doesn't revolve around you. Okay? Every single person you pass in the streets has so much shit going on in their life and they have people in their life who have shit going on that you've never fucking dreamed of having going on to you. Like, you could pass someone in the streets and you have no fucking idea the shit that they have to deal with and then you're gonna go ahead and be bitchy for what? No reason? What? Because you have to to put sugar in your coffee this morning, Karen? Honestly, have a little bit of respect for everyone. That includes the 14-year-old... Smoked out kid behind the counter Who definitely Wants to be playing Call of Duty But unfortunately is trying to make enough money To afford to go to a college That's going to put him in debt no matter what the fuck he does That's another podcast College is another Podcast on another level That honestly I could talk about How stupid My first three months of college have been And it'll probably be my next podcast Because that's something that I'm extremely passionate about but today, it's driving a fast food. Because that's where I am. Still on the highway. Still in Toronto. I think that we've been talking for about 45 minutes and I probably made it 15 kilometers. But you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm just going to stay behind the wheel of my car, take a couple of deep breaths, and keep driving. Instead of pulling up to somebody and attacking them with a match, and throwing it at a can of gasoline, because that, to me, is just a recipe for disaster. I'd like to thank you guys for listening to the very first podcast. It doesn't have a name. It will have it. I will think of something amazing, and I hope you enjoy it. Come back, I would say next week, but I could make another podcast tomorrow, or it could be six years from now, so consider yourselves lucky if I release something new, Thank you for listening to me yell at nobody for the past 50 minutes. Have an absolutely wonderful night, and I will see you later.